Welcome to another episode of Weekly Business Talk. I am Scott Hewitt, and this week we're going to talk about analysing your business. And I'm going to tell you a bit about how I've analysed, well, I've analysed my business, but I'm going to share some things that i done and I sort of discovered when I was using this technique on my own business. And I heard about this technique many, many years ago, and I've sort of brought it back out the toolbox to to do whilst we're on lockdown and I want to share it with you. The the guy who I know to have come up with that is personally worth, if you look online, nine hundred million. So he's not quite in the billionaire status, but he's pretty damn close. So without further ado, let's analyze our businesses. This is not a podcast to just get you motivated and inspired. This podcast comes with the sole purpose to discuss strategies that we can all implement into our business right now that can increase how much money we earn. We'll hear from successful business people about marketing, sales, recruitment, training and mindset, the key principles to grow a business, make it recession-proof and thrive in today's business world. All right, ladies and gents, so thanks once again for joining us, and um, it's been a while actually since I've done just a kind of me and the mic and uh, brain dumped something that's been uh, been on me for a, for a while, but I feel this subject is something where um, right now we have a golden opportunity for most businesses. They are... There is a couple of different businesses out there. You know, there's people right now that have been crippled with the coronavirus. They are unable to trade and they have nothing left to come out of it. Which, by the way, will be quite difficult because the government have propped us up and helped us. Most of us, I appreciate there's a massive amount of people out there that have not been helped business-wise or they feel they've not been helped enough. Um... The industry that I'm in, you know, so this 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 podcast is my passion, is my hobby. I love sharing it, but it's not my business. I am um, heavily invested in a couple of different areas, in particular the financial and the legal sector. And just last week, I actually concluded a deal to um, invest in a, an IT business. I do feel that the that the world of IT is is becoming is 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 is, is going to be needed. I mean, look at everyone working from home now. I, j- I just feel it's good. It's a great industry, and so we we done a deal last week to to you know take over part of a, an IT company, which no doubt you'll hear more about and see more about. But um, but my businesses have been helped out significantly, but they've been so hit significantly as well. They're still able to trade parts of them, bits of it, to a certain extent, but not, we ain't making any money, not any real money anyway, but you know, we might be ticking over, and we're doing some deals, if we're making profit, mm, not quite sure just yet, Um, but we're certainly not making, you know, we, we ain't becoming, you know, millionaires from it, that's for sure, and I have then, in my mind, sort of, decided to myself that this is a time, this is almost like the pre-season again, this is us getting ready for when the doors open. And so over the last, what, eight weeks or so, give or take, I have been 
basically just really dissecting the businesses in different different areas of them, what's working, what's not. And I've been using a particular technique, which I'm going to share with you, because I just feel it's, you know, this is something that you should all be doing. I've noticed a significant benefit as well, but it's a... Sometimes when you're analysing your business, it can become very complicated. You know, initially people think, I'm going to analyse a business and I'm going to get, you know, the, the, my financial statements, you know, the, the everything relating to your financial statements down in front of me and you go over it with an accountant or whatever and, they, you know, he or she tells you whether you're, you're doing a good job or a bad job. That is a form of analysis on the financials. I want to go a bit even deeper and in a different direction from that. We will come to finances. However, I'm going to look at the other parts of the businesses. The only people that are going to come out of this, and I've said it repeatedly now, are people with, one, the right attitude. We're all going to come out of it. What kind of condition we're going to be in is a big question, and the people that will be able to continue to trade are the people with the right mindsets. But people with the right mindsets are going to analyse what's working and what's not, and they're going to drop the axe on a few things, and then they're going to actually push on and develop and grow other parts of their business. And so this topic is actually very fitting. Now, that being said, I didn't just... that This topic was born because I'd released a video... 10 things that all business owners or all entrepreneurs need to be doing in times of a crisis. And and someone said to me, someone left my message and basically said, I like the video, but, but, um, which is good. They liked the video, but I would like to know, I think this was on LinkedIn or maybe Instagram. I can't quite remember where it was, but I took in a note of it when they sent me it. And this was about, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago. Um, but I would like to know like, okay, I know I need to ramp up and I need to sell more, but how do I do that? I know I need to analyse more. And so what this person done, or said to me, sorry, was is that can you go a bit deeper, essentially, not in these words, but can you go a bit deeper into all or some of these subjects so I know actually what to do? You know, okay, I need to, you know, you know, I, I pay particular attention to uh, if you have any creditors, um, you know, one of them was communicate with, you know, your creditors, your customers and your staff. And if you're having trouble, be up front, tell them, let's sort this shit out. If there was trouble in the business, tell your staff. If there wasn't doubt things were safe to avoid uncertainty, tell them. Sales, let's ramp on it, focus deeply on it, etc., etc. But I decided actually, because I was noticing a real benefit myself, to focus in on analysis, analysing your business and so a technique I've used on a number of occasions in the past that I thought I would bring back out the toolbox as um, as a three-piece. And I've actually done a podcast previously about it. It was only a little mini, mini short one. And I thought now I'll just elaborate on it a little bit more. And better than that, I'm going to actually talk about a few points and some things that I've actually done. Um, when I was analysing my business, things that I have actually done changes I've made, problems I've actually overcame, etc., and share them with you so it gives you a little bit of food for thought. Um, I just feel that we need to be more than ever methodical in what we're doing. Um, really, like I say, the bit where we put so much of our heart into our business, our blood, sweat and tears, it's important that 
we have some of these little tactical things in order to really help us get out of these situations. So, the process itself is the three P's. It's people, process, and product. People, process, and product. Now, this is not an original thing by me, of course. This is Marcus Gomonis. I'm a big fan of them. I cannot bring myself nowadays to watch The Apprentice. I feel that over the years, it's gradually just got into trashy TV and it is just people on there wanting to be famous online. You know, the, the, the whole business element of it, I just feel is, you know, some of them are very intelligent, don't get me wrong. Most of them are there for, for, for the television and for the, you know, just to make up the, the comedic element of it. And, and I'm saying that not not watching the last two or three apprentices. I feel a much more um, plausible way, more credible one is uh, an American one. It's called CNBC's The Prophet and Marcus Gomonis. He's the star of that. And um, he's the, the chairman, he's a CEO of a billion-dollar organisation. It's called Camping World. And he has literally grown that for, for decades now into becoming the number one in his space. They sell, like, uh, they've got, like, outdoor companies for, like, tents and shit and RVs and all of that kind of stuff. Um, he's got a huge umbrella company. And uh, this is kind of when I've done a bit of research called Marcus Gomonis LLC. And in there, he has dozens of businesses underneath that that he's invested in. And so obviously, that's closely aligned to me. So that means that I'm interested in it. 6,000 employees, personally worth pers- his, his money. Not, it's not all made up in money, obviously, but his net worth is estimated online when you punch in Forbes at $900 million. So, I'm thinking, right, you've made 900 Money's not everything. But $900 million means that you're pretty good at running a business, I would say. And um, and so, I've been a huge fan of him for a while. And he's had other accolades as well, like Entrepreneur of the Year and all of these different things. And, you know, he's done some really amazing things, actually. And he seems to be a really good dude. You know that's that's important to me as well. There's other really great business people out there, but I don't know. They, they you know it's all about you know making money, which is critical. But it's they don't seem genuine and honest. I mean that's another reason why I, I go on about him all the time. Coach Michael Burt, he just he's a really great guy as well. That's one of my mentors, and I would urge you to check him out if if you were you know if you, if you wanted to see someone that knows sales and business inside out, but is just a really honest, genuine, great person. Coach Michael Burt. And um, so Marcus Gamonis, you know, when you're thinking, well, is this technique any good? Is it just another one by someone else? No, this guy knows what he's done. He's built businesses. And what he essentially does in the profit is he goes into businesses and he turns them round. And his model, which has become quite synonymous with him, is the three Ps, people, process, product. So I brought that one back out the toolbox. I've used it a few times or many, many times over the years, and I wanted to just delve into it. Um, now, one important thing, one important thing before I get going on it. Marcus himself has, has openly said that he will invest in a business even if it doesn't, even if it's only got two of these things. Okay? He's happy to work on developing all three of them. But, and the big but is that one of them has to be people. 
And why he says that is, well, essentially, the core of any business is its people. And when I've, I've, I've said this many times before, when you strip it back, what any business is like is just a group of people running around doing certain fucking tasks. And if they do them in sync with each other, and there's a few other pieces, you know, in place, then you've got a business and it makes money. But if things are, if the people aren't right, or the leadership that pulls them all together isn't right, then it doesn't work. And so he believes, first and foremost, in order to make this whole gig work, the people have to be there. Now, whether that's the owners and the leaders, or whether that there is the actual people, you know, the soldiers on the ground actually doing the work, the people need to be good. Now, again, that brings me to the first point we're going to talk about is people. And when you're doing this form of analysis, you're going to have to consider to yourself is that, do I have the people in place to actually run my business properly? So, and I don't know how you feel, but I have actually went to places. There's one place in particular that I can think of that I go to. It's a little cafe. I'll normally go there and get coffee, maybe something to eat in the morning before work. Um, and where I am, you know, our East Bride office, it's situated in, in a place whereby um, there's a couple of little places about. But I go to one place in particular just because I love the people. I think they're great people. I get a nice conversation with them. And um, I'm not interested in other places. So people really is like a major attraction, you know. It's a, it's a major attractor of customers. When your people are good, when they're nice, when they're smart and intelligent, when they care. Um, so people is vital, but likewise, if you go to a place um, and the person is not of that way, then you've got a problem. And so we're going to start on people and we're going to discuss things that that I've done and things and ways that you should maybe look at it. So let's get to it. All right. So let's talk about people first and foremost. So, for those that don't know, I'm in mainly the legal and financial services sector and uh, we did, we chose to furlough some staff, particularly from our financial services company, purely because the the, the need to talk about investments, move pensions, things of that nature were just not possible in the current times. The markets, although not as badly as, as one's thought, um, were, were unpredictable. And all of the financial advisors that we have on board were saying similar things that right now the market is just, um, it's, it's just too volatile to do anything. And so we were, uh, so we decided to furlough some of those staff, and um, and so we did. We, you know, we furloughed some staff in the financial services sector, but we had some other people on board. And what I'd sat down and done is I sat down and thought, right, here we are in a bit of a crisis. You know, times are difficult, challenging, and now is a time to hit the reset button on things. So who really do I need in the business? that's going to make an impact? Is there people that I can see a future with or not? 
And to be straight to the point, we cut across the board four people. So we cut four people across a couple of different areas. And the reason, the main reason for that was that the one, the furlough scheme wouldn't have worked for us. And two, I just felt that I don't know what we're going to come back to. These positions are not necessarily money-generating positions. I also felt, if I'm brutally honest, that from an attitude perspective, that they, they lacked the real... You know, I was needing people on board that were really going to be fully committed to the cause. And I had to make some tough decisions and I felt that they were not going to, they, those people in particular were not going to be there and, you know, drive the business on when we got out of lockdown and we were able to trade again. And and so it was time to thank them for their time and, and move on. And so circumstances, analysis, whatever you want to call it, we, we, we you know, we, we let go of four people. But what we also done as well is we analysed everybody's position within the company. And we says, right, you know, very simply got a list down. I sat with some of the senior management and I spoke about who is who's doing a good job. What are the what are they doing? Is there any other tasks that they should be doing? And I basically analysed each person, their position, their role what they're doing well, what they need to work on. I spoke to them individually. I rallied the troops, essentially. And um, and that kind of took over maybe about two days of my... That, that consisted about two days consistent work with some members of my team and analysing the different people without the business, throughout the business. So that's one thing I would first of all recommend where you start is that the people that you work with are they the right people that you want to work with? Because now is the time to find and source and work with other people to reanalyze that whole process, that whole part of your business. What kind of people do you need working for you? What kind of need to you know? What kind of partnerships have you got formed, and what ones are working and what ones are not? So think of that first and foremost. Second thing when it comes to people is yourself. So probably longer I took analyse myself and similar to how it's only fair that what I'd done with some of the staff I'd done with, my, with myself and I analysed what I was doing well and what I wasn't doing well and where I needed to improve and what I needed to deeply focus on. So again, the people, the group of people running or the group of individuals running around doing things who are they? What are they doing? What are they doing well? What are they not doing well? And how are we going to get them together so that they, they flourish when the shit settles and, and we can move through this? So first and foremost, we have people. Now thereafter, we had the process. And I'll be frank, this is actually one of the ones that I actually really enjoy because the process is, it comes across different things. I mean, you've got a process for your sales cycle. You've got a process for just your internal operations. Um, and 
I do believe that money can be made. The smoother your process, the slicker it is, the better experience it is for your customers. And of course, the, the, the more profit you can make from, from you know, a job. And, you know, you don't need to, to, in order to make more profit, you do not need to increase prices. That is one form of doing it. But another way of doing it is, of course, um, is, to, is to improve your process, make it slicker, faster, easier. And your margins will naturally improve as a result of that. And so that's a way that I thoroughly enjoyed. So um, what we happened to be doing was prior to lockdown is um, we were integrating a new CRM into the system. So for years, my business started to, you know, we started the old fashioned way. We started with just a couple of people. It grew, grew, grew. And, and really what never grew is the systems behind all of that until we got to a stage not too long ago, where we say it's right, a couple of years ago, in fact, where we got a, a much more robust CRM on, spent money and time and all the rest of it, but it wasn't right. And we've now only just got to the stage where we now have one that does it, it's, it's bespoke, it's there. We were in the financial position to actually customise it, and we're now integrating that in. And so our process now consists of a, a new... First and foremost, new leads coming into our business. So we've set up new landing pages, online landing pages, so our online presence. So one thing I took away from this whole thing is that our where the vulnerabilities were in our business. And one of the vulnerabilities were is that 90% of our inquiries, not 80% of our inquiries came from large-scale events. We've done about 30, 40 of them over the course of a year. Um... I don't have a clue when events will be coming back, but to rely on 80% on technically one side of your business is crazy. What do we need to do to change that? How are we going to change that? So we flipped that whole process on its head and we said, right, we're going back to a more traditional form. We'll never, ever, ever, ever be in that position where so many of our inquiries are based on these one this one source, whatever that one source is. So we're going to have a nice season spread. So we're now back on the radio on multiple radio stations, and we're already getting inquiries coming in. It started on Monday. This is now Saturday morning. I don't know how many inquiries as yet we've had in from it. I'll find out on Monday, but we've had a number of inquiries come in from our radio campaign. And that'll take, that's going to be running for three months. And then there's one, another radio station starting halfway through that's also going to be doing the same. We set up some text messaging services, some landing pages as well, so people can easily text into that or go into that landing page or phone is our main line whatever suits the client um, to book appointments we've obviously changed the ad we've always done radio for a long time actually we've stopped doing it for about a year but we've done it previously for a long time we've changed the ad to suit us uh, now you know what, what the current times you know we're saying to clients that we can do telephone calls and zoom calls instead of we'll offer a free home visit so Analyzing your process within your sales and sales and marketing side of things. The message that you actually put out to different clients, that can change as well. You know, you analyze that process. So so you can really go layer after layer. So you've got the general business process, the flow of the business. A lead comes in, it goes to the call center, they book an appointment, it goes to the salesperson, the person goes out and sells it, blah, 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 blah. But when you start to go into the layers of those parts, you can actually analyse each section of it. And I would urge you to do that because really that's where your business improves. And no doubt you've heard about the 1% rule. You know, like 
I believe great businesses are built by simply improving areas over and over again. Um, like continually improving them a little bit each time. To me, that's what makes a great business. So I tweak how my sales guys sell now, their conversions go up. I tweak a couple of things here and there for the marketing, for the message that we send out to the masses. And again, that it drives more clients. And then when they drive more clients, I do regular training slightly differently with my associates, who are the people on the phones advising clients. And all of a sudden, bang, they start converting more. Sales team convert more. And it's just about those small improvements across the business. So you can go into various layers of the, the processes for your business. You've got high-level shit, and then you've got the, the, the different layers of each section. You've got your sales, your marketing, customer services, your general process and procedures. So I've implemented a lot of these things. It's cost thousands of pounds, but I feel it's a worthwhile investment right now to get it right. Um, then we've got after sales. Big, big, big part of our business going forward will be after sales. Um, and again, we've, the reason we've never quite nailed it is because of the processes. Product's great. Service is awesome. But it's just it didn't flow. It was hard. It needed a person to, to contact people every day or regularly. Um, it, was, it was just clunky. It just wasn't right. So again, we're, we're, we're re-engineering that whole process in order to be smoother, do just very simple. Some things as simple as setting up direct debits. You know, you need to analyse the processes so that you've got f smooth flow of business. So lastly, products. And I kind of alluded to one there. You know, we've got... A, so we've added product ranges. We've actually been forced to add one product range. Um, let me be a little bit morbid to some viewers out there. This might be morbid, but it is the line of work that I am in. Um, which is uh, the legal industry. And sadly we do have people that pass away on us, but recently we've had more and more. And so we've had to scale up on our executive department um, who handle people, families who have lost loved ones and they ask us because maybe we've done their documents or helped them in some way, shape or form or because they've seen our advertisement they said, right, we don't have a clue what to do. Mum's house needs sold. We need, you know, we've got three brothers, one's in Australia and blah, blah, blah. You know, we need, you know, you know the process. Um, and so our executive department has grown. So we've now put more emphasis on that to say, right, this this service that we're offering to people is obviously working. Let's, let's expand it. Let's put some more resources to it. Let's market it. Let's start giving its own branding. You know, let's improve the, the website where it talks about our executive services. Again, reviewing that there, reviewing our prices. Are they the right price? Can we be more expensive? Are we going to be cheaper? Who knows? So we've looked all of these different things, but your products and services are important. And I think it's important to have a nice spread. We offer free products. We offer a product that costs you not a penny. All we ask is for a donation to charity. And then on the other side of our products, well, if you go to the investment side, we have clients doing two or three hundred thousand pound investments with us. So we've got everything there and in between. Free and then hundreds of thousands. So if you take the things that people need to buy, you got from that to £10,000. And again, you get everything in between. Now, if you don't have an even spread that way, then I would urge you to consider it. It's important that you have entry-level products, mid-range products, your everyday ones that, that really drive your, 
your average order value, and then you have your big ticket one that for a specific niche of client that they are incredible products or services. Do you have that? What about the prices, your margins? Whatever line of work you're in, can you go to your supplier and ask, we need to sit down and renegotiate this deal? So people process products. As I say, we've had to make some significant changes when it comes to people. We've significantly analysed our processes and it's took a lot of time and it's still ongoing. There's still more to do. Products added some new features. Um, one thing that we never done was business services. So offering legal advice in the unregulated space to businesses. Could be various things, shareholder agreements, um, loan agreements, you know, num a number of different things that we can offer, but we've never offered it to business to business. To business. It's, it's always our business services. So I suppose we're B2B. Right now we're all B2C, but offering B2B services. It's an it's a, it's a area that I really want to go into now, even though the business market has been hugely affected. There's, the people out there doing business are people that I want to do business with because they're go-getters, they're hungry. They're, you know, they're, These people are the people that are going to you know, drag, from an economy perspective, back up and, and be able to trade again. I want to be doing business with them. So, people process products. I hope you found that useful because I know when when you really get your teeth into it, I know that it's, it's hugely helpful for me. And again, if anybody wants to hear it from the horse's mouth, go and check Marcus Glamonis out online and, and you watch some episodes and see what he does. It's actually really great for a business owner anyway. Um, and finally, I spoke earlier on about finances. Two other things that I've went deep on again, and I'm going to just touch on them because the whole purpose was the people process product. I, again, I would recommend that you immediately review your finances. Again, I spoke about it on the 10 things video um, about chopping away unnecessary costs, analysing what you want, seeing where your margins really are. It's important that you review your finances right now. It really is. Um... But as I said, sit with your accountant, preferably. Whoever does your books, if you've got a financial director, fantastic. Or someone in-house that does that, then great. But I would, again, surge you, if you've probably done this already. If you've got a financial director in-house or someone else, you're already doing that. But if you don't, if you're a small business, if you're on your own, don't take for granted that... Don't, don't go with your what's in the bank and you go, I'm okay. You you know, you you need to sit with your accountant and forecast things and, and, and look at government grants and, you know, how long they're going to last and what that means to you and, you know, the you know the loan scheme that's available, bounce-back loan scheme, do you need it? Have you got it? If you do need it, have you applied for it? Um, you need to look at all of these different things as well. Finally, another big part of what I've looked at so I, I went through five stages. I went through the, the people process product. I then done a bit of a deep dive, with, and I'm still doing, working with my accountant um, to to discuss our finances and where we are and what it's looking like and what we're going to do. You know, we had some other projects. We had, had, had two or three properties, two or three properties being financed. You know, that's changed that. Um, but how does that impact on other deals? So, again, have a chat with your accountant, but finally, the last thing, the number five, and again, probably one of the most exciting things for me was, was opportunities. So I like to sit down and go, right, 
Shitville Pass. We will be allowed back out our homes. We will be allowed to socialise again and meet people and we might even shake people's hands once again. Um, but when we are allowed that, where is the opportunities? And I've already nailed down who I want to go after and what I want to do when that does happen. I, want, I know the opportunities, the people that I need to connect with. And I, I'm very, I would urge you, get a big list, nail them down. One of the things that I'm an advocate of, my mentor coaches and teaches and came up with the concept, um, but is to have your top 25. I need to re-engage with my top 25. I've got some people that pass us inquiries that I've maybe neglected, not spoke too much. I'm going to re-engage with them. I'm going to pick a handful of them and get real serious with them and, and, and really you know try and work with them as well to grow their business and see how we can collaborate but I've got some other opportunities I've got some big charities that we're working with I've got a couple of credit unions that we're working with and I oh, oh sorry let me rephrase that a couple that we're working with and some that I know I can get into and possibly work with and put my, my offering to them and that is one of my big focuses so opportunities analyse what would really move your business forward write that shit down start to make inroads in how you can actually connect with them and then when the time is right, pull the trigger, go meet these people and grow your business. So five things, people, process, product, finances and opportunities. Guys, whatever you do, make sure that you're being diligent, that you're keeping the head up, that you're keeping yourself motivated. You are either going to you know, be successful in your business. Your business will either be successful because of you or it's going to fail because of you. The, uh, there's people out there thriving right now in industries you would never have thought. But it takes some thought. It takes some analysis. I hope you found this worthwhile. I always, and I rarely ask, but I've been asking recently, if you like what you've heard, let me hear from you. Give us a five-star review. Give us some feedback on whatever platform you listen to because it helps more people hear us. But connect with me on social media as well. I like to speak to people on social media. Instagram, I am Scott York. Um, or Weekly Business Talk. You can see all of it. LinkedIn, I am Scott York on LinkedIn. I think next time, actually, that's what we'll do is I'll do another episode about LinkedIn. I've, I've really learned some new shit about it and it's exciting. So, um, so anyway... Have a great, have a great, you know, this is the weekend, so go and enjoy your weekend. But whenever you listen to this, I wish you every success. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.